Hey friend, welcome to the Why Didn't Anyone Tell Me podcast. I'm your host and honest mom friend, Hannah Winslow. On this podcast, we will have deep and not so deep conversations about motherhood, work, and life at home, all with a healthy dose of humor and perspective. We will laugh, we might cry, maybe just me, but most of all, I hope you feel understood and uplifted each time you listen. Welcome to the virtual happy hour for B plus moms. Cheers. Hey friend, welcome back to episode six of the Why Didn't Anyone Tell Me podcast. I'm your host and honest mom friend, Hannah Winslow. I am obsessed with the Enneagram. I'm not an expert, but I am a lover. You may hear me occasionally ask guests what their number is, and this is what I'm talking about. I am a seven. I recently saw a Valentine's Day piece of content from Enneagram Ashton on Instagram about sevens. And when I saw it, it just made me think of what I hope to bring to this podcast. This is what it said about sevens as a friend. They help us go with the flow and not take things so seriously. They help us live in the moment and be positive. They have a strong love for their friends. They cheer us on with our hopes and dreams. They are always ready to have fun. They look on the bright side. They make us laugh. They cheer us up. I don't say this to toot my own horn, but to share with you what I hope to bring to this podcast and how I hope to serve you. These are some of my natural gifts, and I want to share them with you in this medium, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. In my real life, I love getting random texts from friends who need help, advice, and encouragement on anything. This happens at least once a week. Doing this podcast is weird because most of the time I'm just talking to myself. That's strange. (laughs) So I really want to connect with you so we can have more of a two-way communication and a dialogue. A listener and a friend suggested that I create a Facebook group for this community of B plus moms, and I agree with her. This is something I want to do in the future, but I'm still trying to get my footing with podcasting. I don't think I can add another thing to the mix right now. So maybe once this podcast is profitable, this is something that I could add in. Feel free to let me know if you're interested in this because maybe people's input would help me make some moves. For now, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can help me pick show topics, share guest ideas with me, and tell me what you think about the episodes. I post um, a lot of things in my stories as far as voting on future episode topics. I would also love if people DM'd me with guest ideas because I'm using my own knowledge to find guests right now, but I would love to have input from the community. You can also tell me what you are loving about the show by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I read each and every one of them, and they help fuel me to keep going with this. If you want to see this podcast and this community of moms grow, you can also share about the episodes with your friends. You can post about them in your Instagram stories. You can share one of my Instagram posts or just talk with your friends in person, you know, like old-fashioned way. Oh, you could probably also talk about the podcast and some of the mom groups that you're in on Facebook. There's a gazillion of those. Um, So I would just really appreciate you spreading the word about this honest and happy corner of the internet. Speaking of reviews, let's get to the next segment. (music) 
this segment is something I like to call cheers to you. This is where I read a recent review from Apple Podcasts from one of you, from one of the listeners. And today is a review titled, It's Like Having Your Sister on the Phone, from Jananigans. I hope I'm saying that right. Jananigans, I think, which is super clever, like shenanigans, but I'm assuming blended with the name Jana, perhaps. I'm just making guesses. So her review said, such a great podcast for new moms and really all moms. It's like talking to your sister or BFF about motherhood. At least we give fair warning before sensitive topics come up. Breath of fresh and truthful air. Happy podcasting. Okay, I love this one because I want to feel like your friend. So I'm so glad that that is resonating with you. And also you are so welcome for giving you warning about topics. I never know what people are sensitive to. And I don't want to right off the bat come off with something that's going to make you like want to hurl. So I will continue to try to do those things. If this is you, if you are Jananigans, please send me an email which it, you can send the email to hello at why didn't anyone tell me podcast.com and I will send you a free gift. So thank you so much for your review. It helps fuel me and it really helps other moms find this show by telling Apple Podcasts that this is something that you are interested in. So thank you so much and cheers to you, Jananigans. This episode is brought to you by The Dairy Fairy. The Dairy Fairy is an intimates company for lactating moms. They offer bras designed for the specific needs of breastfeeding and pumping. They are the nursing mom's first choice for beautiful intimates that do it all. Because let's face it, feeding your baby is the hardest, most essential bananas job there is. The Dairy Fairy is here to make it as easy and as magical as possible. Three and a half years ago, after I had Clara and before I went back to work, I was very overwhelmed with the concept of pumping at work, but breastfeeding in the morning and at night. I really didn't want to have to change my bra all the time. I found the Ayla Lace Nursing and Hands-Free Pumping Bra from the Dairy Fairy, and I wore it every day for a year. Not only was it the most beautiful nursing or pumping bra I had seen, it was essential for all of the times that I had to go breastfeed Clara on my lunch break and then three hours later, pump at the office. This two-in-one magical bra let me feed my baby and made me feel like I was wearing a real bra again. You can get a 10% discount on any full-price bra or tank from the Dairy Fairy simply by using the link in the show notes at whydidntanyonetellmepodcast.com slash show notes. Again, you can get a 10% discount off any full price bra or tank purchase from the Dairy Fairy by using the link in the show notes. Full disclosure, this is an affiliate link and I will get a small kickback if you purchase using my link. There is no additional cost to you and this helps me cover some of the production cost of making this free podcast for you. For this week's Why Didn't Anyone Tell Me segment, it's going to be around why didn't anyone tell me that recovery is harder than childbirth? I told Matt the other day that I feel so disconnected from the baby stage. He replied, our kids are one and three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. One doesn't sound that old, but he will be two next month. 
I no longer have to carry around a million diapers and bottles and a nursing cover. I'm not covered in spit up. We don't have baby food, breast milk, or formula anymore. I don't have bibs and chewies. I'm not wearing a baby on my chest on the daily. I finally lost that unconscious sway you have when holding a child. The last little piece of babyhood hanging around is the crib. I'm doing way more preschool things than baby things these days. But recently, I saw a commercial that brought all the new mom feelings rushing back to me. There was this video that went viral showing a commercial that was banned from Super Bowl coverage. It was a commercial from Freedom Mom. You know, the brand that makes the <laughs> disgusting but effective snot sucker. Well, they also make all of these other products, and some of them are actually for moms, not just for babies. So if you haven't seen it yet, I linked the video of their commercial in the show notes, and I invite you to watch it. But I also want to warn you that if you are in a fragile state, I wouldn't recommend it. It's so raw and real that it may not do good things for you. I am a super emotional person, and this made me weep. <laughs> I am almost two years postpartum for my last baby, and I was still weeping. If I had just given birth, I would not have been able to handle it. I couldn't even handle watching Parenthood, the show, after having Clara. The commercial shows a brand new postpartum mom waking up in the middle of the night, feeding a baby, and going off to take care of herself, all while her husband is sleeping. Go figure. She's wearing mesh underwear, changing her pad, spraying her stitches with water, <laughs> using dermaplast spray. It is the most real depiction of being postpartum that I have ever seen in media. I was so unprepared for childbirth recovery. I wish people would have been more honest with me and told me what it's really like. There were classes in education for childbirth and for taking care of your newborn baby, but there wasn't anything about how to take care of yourself. This is a broken part of the system in my mind. We need to prepare mothers for the reality of recovering from childbirth while also taking care of a tiny human. Today, I will share my story. I'm going to talk about my experience after the birth of my daughter, Clara, was born. This is the story of my recovery from a vaginal birth. It will not be like your story, and that's okay. I'm also not here to compare traumas or experiences. Everyone's experience is important and different in their own right. I also want to say that this isn't exactly a birth story. There's parts of that. But if you want to hear birth stories, the Birth Hour podcast is where it's at, in case you haven't heard of it. But I'm sure everyone has. <laughs> everyone talks about childbirth like it's the hardest thing you will ever experience. And holy cow, it was not easy. But in my experience, the recovery is way worse, especially for a first kid. I had no idea what was going on and when it would end. With childbirth, there is an end and a reward. Recovery is like walking on glass through a long, dark tunnel with no light in sight. I was induced at 40 weeks, five days because of low amniotic fluid. The Pitocin was a real bee. I went from zero to 60 in like 30 minutes, stayed there for 10 hours. I opted for an epidural pretty quickly. I also didn't have a birth plan. I figured that even if I made a plan, it wouldn't go that way. So to avoid the disappointment, I had zero expectations. I talked about the Enneagram, and I feel like this is a perfect description of what a seven would do. 
it was like 11.30 p.m. when I had to start pushing. I pushed for two hours, and they called the doctor, and they called the doctor in. I don't know why I couldn't say that. And it was Memorial Day weekend, so my OB wasn't there. And the doctor on call was the head of the obstetrics division of the hospital. Really don't even know if I said that right. I immediately got a bad feeling about him because he was irritated when the nurse called him in. (laughs) He came into the room a little while later and just stood there and stared. And he said they could have waited to call him. So sorry to be an inconvenience to you. Turns out Clara got stuck. And to speed things along, he took his fist and punched me in the stomach and rolled it down toward my pelvic bone. He continued to do this for like 45 minutes. It was so painful. I had no idea what was going on. Clara was born a little while while later and didn't immediately cry. And the NICU rushed in. (laughs) Here come the tears. A couple of seconds later, she started making noises. But that felt like an eternity. My first words when she was born were not of like elatement or excitement or joy. I just kept saying, is she okay? Is she okay? Someone tell me she's okay. Nearly four years later, and I still cry. Thank the Lord she was fine. But looking back, I had no idea what was going on with my body and how I got to that place. There were a lot of things that went wrong. I lost a lot of blood. Seriously, the room looked like a murder scene. They left a sponge inside me and I had to go back in and get it. I fainted twice in the hospital and fell to the ground and almost slammed my head on the toilet. Therefore, they had to reinsert my catheter and I couldn't get up for the next 24 hours. I thought this was normal and I just kept thinking, why didn't anyone tell me it is this bad? I couldn't sleep in my bed after we got home from the hospital because my crotch hurt so bad that climbing into bed felt like daggers to the vagina. So I had to sleep on the couch. I could hardly walk for weeks. The night sweats and engorgement that followed were new forms of torture that I knew nothing about. All of this while feeding a baby 19 times a day. Yes, 19. Clara never stopped nursing. She had a tongue tie and lip tie that went undetected that made breastfeeding so painful and super ineffective. She was gaining weight just fine. I put that in air quotes. So the pediatrician didn't care. No one listened to me when I said that something wasn't right, that I was in so much pain. People didn't care as long as she was gaining weight. I think the worst part for me was not knowing what happened, not knowing the specifics of my situation. The doctor came in, brought my daughter into the world, and then disappeared. I had no idea what just happened to my body. When the bleeding finally stops, stopped, then the bladder leaking set in, and I was like, WTF, am I ever going to stop leaking? My boobs, my vagina, all of it. At my six-week appointment, they asked me nothing about my mental health. They just checked to make sure my stitches were healing and told me I could have sex again, and then asked me what form of birth control I wanted. Literally, none of that was on my mind. (laughs) I still couldn't even pee without pain. I was in such a daze, but I started to ask questions. And this is something that I recommend to all my friends. I think we need some sort of mental closure after birth. I asked, why did he push on my stomach with his fist? Why was I in so much pain? Why did I find out that my daughter had two broken collarbones from a chiropractor and not from the hospital after birth? Why didn't they check for the tongue tie and lip tie? Why did I lose so much blood? Well, it turns out Clara and I suffered from shoulder dystocia. 
They never told me this before. This meant that her shoulders got stuck in the birth canal and both of them broke in order to get out. Turns out the fist to the stomach is actually protocol in this situation, but no one ever told me. The doctor didn't give me an episiotomy, so I tore really bad thanks to a large first baby. I had fourth degree internal and external tearing. I still to this day don't really know what that means because I'm terrified to look it up on the internet. But basically, my doctor said, and I'm sorry, this is way too much information for some of you, but to some of you, you may need to hear this. The tearing not only went backwards, but also forwards or upwards, which is why it hurts so much to pee. I really don't even know what internal tearing means, but I just know I got stitches on the inside and on the outside. This also meant that my tear was really jagged and harder to heal. This is what was causing me so much pain. Why did no one explain this to me earlier? I lost so much blood because I was slash am anemic. They knew this from prenatal blood work. Why were more precautions or preparations not taken? No one prepares us for taking care of ourselves after having a baby. And I don't mean like ironic forms of self-care. I literally mean making sure your body is healing. No one told me that going to the bathroom was now going to be a 30-minute undertaking while I prayed that my daughter didn't lose her ever-loving mind while I was unavailable. Through this experience, I learned the most important thing you can do is to be your own advocate and to advocate for yourself and your baby. If you feel like something isn't right, keep asking questions. Ask your OB questions at your six-week appointment. Get closure on what happened to you at childbirth. If you have another baby, use your first experience as precedent to plan for your next birth. When I found out that I was pregnant with Augie, I started talking to my OB again about what we could do differently this time to make it better. I started doing iron infusions to hopefully decrease the blood loss with his birth. We decided that she would watch for potential tearing and give me a small episiotomy if necessary. I asked the nurses to check Augie for a tongue and lip tie while we were still in the hospital. The nurses didn't get me up as quickly after birth this time to eliminate fainting. The second time around was way better, and I hope that for everyone. If you thought your birth was traumatic or if you were in unbearable pain after your baby was born, I just want you to know that you are not alone. It is so hard. It is not all rainbows and snuggles and neutral colored sunshiny naps. If you're interested in some of the things that I use to help manage my pain and ease recovery during postpartum, I will link all of my favorite products in the show notes. It is mom hack time, which is, I think, maybe my favorite segment of this show, because while I know that there's no easy button to motherhood or anything that's going to make this whole job easy. There are little things we can do to make the tasks at hand a little easier or maybe even a little more enjoyable. You might know that I am no stranger to referencing the scene in Big Daddy where the little boy wets the bed and Adam Sandler comes in and fixes it, in air quotes, by laying down newspaper on top. I have been very tempted many times in the middle of the night to pull up Big Daddy and just lay some blankets down. No, I'm not proud of that, but sleep deprivation does a number on people. 
This hack has been a game changer for accidents, middle of the night puking, or blowouts. I present to you quadruple layer bedding. Yes, quadruple meaning four layers. The secret is doing it in the right order so that in the middle of the night, if you need to change the sheets on a bed or a crib, you just take off the top two layers and underneath lies a clean sheet ready for you without having to make the bed again. So layer one, which would be the layer closest to the mattress, you put a waterproof mattress protector. On top of that, you put a fitted sheet. On top of that, layer three, you put another waterproof mattress pad or protector, whatever you want to call it. But get the kind that's like shaped like a fitted sheet. Don't get the one that's like a single panel that lays on top. You need the ones that wrap around the mattress like a fitted sheet. And then layer four, the very top layer should be a fitted sheet. On Claire's bed, we use beddies as that top layer or layer form. And this hack works perfectly because beddies are kind of an investment, so we don't have a backup set to use in the middle of the night in the event of an accident. We use just a fitted sheet from Target as one of the other layers underneath the beddies. Waterproof mattress protector, fitted sheet. Waterproof mattress protector, fitted sheet. Ta-da! My favorite thing that I'm going to tell you about this week is actually been one of my favorite things for like a year and a half, and it is a handheld vacuum. Yes, I know I am a grown adult when my favorite thing is a vacuum. <laughs> it is the Shark WV201 WandVac. Very technical. I'll link it in the show notes so you don't have to Google WV201. I bought this after I saw Emily Lay use it on Instagram to clean up the glitter remnants from Christmas decorations, and it is the best little tool that we have. We use this thing every day. This week, <laughs> there have been lots of stray Valentine's Day sprinkles all over our kitchen, and this tool is the easiest and the best at picking up all those little crumbs. I am also not lucky enough to have a van with a built-in vacuum system, so if you are, you can disregard this part. And that vacuum system is seriously a thing only a mom could dream of. But in lieu of that amazing innovation, I use this Shark handbag. It is super powerful, small, lightweight, and even my kids like to use it. It comes with a charging dock that also has places to store the attachments, which I love because we've always lived in relatively small houses and I just need everything to be in one place. They thought of everything and I'm obsessed with this little thing. I'll link it in the show notes, and I have to say, it's not the cheapest option, but it is the best, in my opinion, and I will definitely pay for quality. Right now, it's $20 off on Amazon. Today, we talked about the darkness of postpartum recovery and how you have to advocate for yourself. The most beautiful dual-purpose breastfeeding bra on the market how to not make your kids bed in the middle of the night, and a vacuum that will save your sanity from toddler crumbs. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Kate Arquilla from Bumble Baby, who I seriously adore. She is a huge resource for new moms and advocates for the well-being and mental health of all moms. As a soon-to-be mom of three, three and under, she has some serious wisdom and experience. I am so excited to talk with her candidly about how hard motherhood is, even for trained professionals like herself. I hope you'll tune in next week. 
That's it for today, friend. As always, you can find all of the details from this episode on the website at why didn't anyone tell me podcast.com slash show notes. I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place for your hump day treat. P.S. If you are loving the show, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that other moms who need adult conversation can find us. I may even mention you and read your review on the show. To help this podcast grow, I need your help. If the show is serving you in any way, I would be so grateful if you told your real life mom friends or shared about the show on Instagram. Just make sure you tag me at why didn't anyone tell me so that I can say hi to you. Let's take this mom friendship to the next level. Well, B plus moms, whether you are surviving or thriving right now, I see you. I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. Talk to you later.